sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with Jim Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of uh, For the Birds as we uh, as we inch closer um, to May, uh, which is the big migration month for birding in Vermont. Uh, kind of a damp week, a little bit warmer, uh, but still haven't had that. Uh, well, Monday wasn't too bad. Monday was a pretty decent day. It was kind of sunny, but still haven't had that sort of vibrant, warm um, event yet But here we are And it's April And the birds are returning And some are taking off Some are coming in Some are taking off, right? Yeah, all of the above uh, do you, Are you seeing any patches of snow Anywhere still in the woods? Or I got a few that... I've got a few And of course the snow That came off the roof On the back side of the yeah. house I've still yeah. got some of that <laughs> That probably doesn't count um, haven't seen um, Haven't seen any real wildflowers yet um, You know, the crocus They're up uh, snowdrops, daffodils doing their best to try to appear, um, but no wildflowers yet, no ramps. Yeah, I saw some colt's foot in the Burlington area. Oh, that's good. So that's yeah. kind of a yeah, that's a uh, not a cultivated species, so that's often kind of the first. Yeah, it's not a native species, but I think that qualifies. Yeah, it's like uh, you think you've seen a, a dandelion, but by the side of the road, it's it's kind of a welcome sight. A little bit of yellow, a little bit of color by the side of the road with colt's foot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. But uh, what about these? Uh, what about these sparrows you've been talking about? Yeah, it's uh, it's sparrow season. <laughs> you know, this is the time of year where you know, it's a little early for warblers. You know, waterfowl still coming through the state, but you know, we start to see birds like swallows and sparrows. And uh, I just uh, heard my first. Uh, chipping sparrow this morning when I was out walking the dog. So uh, that's a, a new arrival. Um, and some other species have been trickling into the state in addition to chipping sparrow. Uh, Vesper sparrow, fox sparrow, the occasional white crown sparrow. Um, but the chipping sparrow is here and overlapping with somewhat uh, a similar species, the American tree sparrow. So the uh, so the tree sparrow is overlapping with the chipping sparrow. So let's begin with the tree sparrow, American tree sparrow. What does that look like? Yeah, they have a rusty cap like a chipping sparrow. So that's people often get fooled by that. And this is a species that spends the winter in Vermont. They don't nest here. They nest in northern Canada. Uh, but they're here in the winter, and they're you know still here, starting to migrate north, um, but very similar to that chipping sparrow. So you look for the rusty crown. Uh, they have like a rusty uh, line through the eye. They have uh, white wing bars, uh, unmarked breast with just one spot smack dab in the middle, and their bill is bicolored, kind of a horn color and a yellowish color on the lower mandible. The American tree sparrow, um, and the rust is a, is a, is a real giveaway, and it is really rusty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rusty crown. The crown is not as um, 
the rust is not as bright maybe as the chipping sparrow and it's a little broad bigger I'd, I'd say and then it's got the rust through the eye too which the chipping sparrow doesn't have yeah good stuff so the american uh, tree sparrow now um we talked about the chipping sparrow so what is the uh what is the activity of the chipping sparrow and and what does that look like you know they can um overlap in habitat to some degree, especially around a feeder. Uh, They can both appear at bird feeders, and they both like um, brushy areas, uh, especially this time of year. Um, You know, Chipping Sparrow is more of a suburban bird. Um, You often see them on lawns. and, uh, you know, a tree sparrow might be more on the edge of a field, you know, a brushy, weedy field. Um, and the chipping is a little smaller. Uh, they're rusty on the head, on the cap, just like a um, tree sparrow. But they have a black line through the eye, and that's the real clincher there. If you see that black line, it cuts right, you know, goes from the beak through the eye to the back of the head. Um, and they also have white wing bars, but no spot on the breast. They don't have streaks like um, other sparrows, but they don't have uh, the spot on the center of the breast like a tree sparrow. Mm. So the chipping sparrow, um, is it coming or going? Coming. Yeah, coming. they just uh, just arrived. You know, once in a while, one will spend the winter in Vermont, but uh, they winter in the southern U.S. Um, I don't know how far south they go. I kind of think of them as the, in the southeast in the winter uh, and they're working their way north just showing up in Vermont and it's one of those widespread species in the state you know if there's a clearing uh, you know like around a house um, especially with lawn uh, you'll get chipping sparrows nesting alright so the, uh, the chipping sparrow and then uh, uh, making its way into Vermont good stuff so those are one of those uh, neat birds that's on its way and talking about uh, the chipping sparrow and the tree sparrow and other uh, other sparrows, uh, but we also wanted to update you all on what's happening um, with our big eagle, the, the Stellar's eagle, right? I think the last time we checked, it was in the um, Portland area, right? It was um, this bird from Japan slash Russia, etc. But now it's it's been discovered again. Yeah. The last time this bird was um, in in the U.S., in the lower 48, was, I think, um, I want to say March, but maybe it was February. I don't know. It was, it was um, in the Booth Bay area and being seen by lots of birders, lots of folks making a pilgrimage to go look for the stellar sea eagle. And then it disappeared again um, and uh, went missing for you know, weeks, I believe. Uh, and then uh, on April 1st, I thought it was a joke. I saw something on eBird about the stellar sea eagle being refound in Nova Scotia. And I thought, again, yeah, it's probably a joke. Someone thought it'd be funny. Uh, but then there were other reports, including reports the next day. And right now it appears to be in Nova Scotia again. It was there for a while last year. Um, I don't know the Nova Scotia geography all that well, but kind of on the northern coast of Nova Scotia, not far from Prince Edward Island, and um, hasn't been reported in the last few days, but maybe this bird is going to be here in the northeast for for a while. And this eagle um, came as far south, I think it was in Massachusetts at one point, right? It was in Massachusetts. Then yeah. it went, went back up to Maine, and now it's even gone further north. So now it's back in Nova Scotia, and this has been going on yeah. for more than a year now, right? Yeah, 
can't remember the first time it was seen. I don't think it's been quite a year, but maybe maybe it has been close to a year now. And the, it, the bird, um, and we, you know, there's no reason to think there's more than one individual involved. It's such a rare bird. But the, the sea eagle was seen as far south as uh, southern Massachusetts in Bristol County, south of Boston. Um, didn't spend much time there and headed back north. It seemed to like Maine better. Um, hung out with lots of bald eagles and then again disappeared and has reappeared and uh, may hunker down in Nova Scotia for a while. We'll see what happens. Well, I've been in Nova Scotia in a very long time, but what a beautiful place to go if you want to spend the summer. I think it's, uh, um, will be good for, uh, will be good for the tourism industry in, in Nova <laughs> Scotia if this, if this eagle decides to you know, camp out near the shoreline somewhere. I think so. And, and the border's open now, right? So there's Abs- no reason you can't go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So they, yeah. And this thing, um, I guess, now what time of year would it be in Japan or would it be in Russia? I'm trying to remember wh- which way it goes, right? This this bird. Oh, good question. I, th- I think they spend the winter in Japan. So maybe this bird would be in coastal Siberia mm-hmm. um, this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but. It's a long way from home. Um, you know, and I don't know that this bird's going to go anywhere. Uh, you know, it may travel around the maritime, Canadian Maritimes, but, you know, I don't know what would prompt it to fly back west. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? This bird may, you know, spend the summer in the Canadian Maritime and come back south again in the fall, early winter. So uh, who knows? And they live a long time. Yeah. There's nothing gonna, nothing's going to prey on a stellar sea eagle. So who knows? This bird may uh, be a fixture in New England for the next year or more. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? It would be. Good stuff. All righty. Well, we've got to fly out of here for this uh, April weekend in Vermont. Um, and we'll be back next week with another edition of For the Birds. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the Birds.